what we do here is go back, 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 back. At the end of the day, there's a lot of questions, a lot of things to answer, which is what you do with questions. You answer questions. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald, rocking it solo with y'all for this Veterans Day episode. First off, we'll start by just wishing all you veterans out there a happy Veterans Day. Uh, if you're a Raider fan, days have been better, but today is your day. So happy Veterans Day. Secondly, I would like to give out my condolences to my co-host, Andrew. Had a playoff game up in Lassen. Thursday night playoff game. They moved it from Friday because of Veterans Day. We'll just say it didn't go well. So that's all I'll say. I'll leave it at that. I'll let him comment on it next week if he'd like to. I'm sure he probably wouldn't. But nonetheless, that being said, we can jump right into this episode. Man, this this game against the Jaguars. Holy crap. Holy crap. This was tale of two halves once again this was very Arizona Cardinals-esque of us Raiders essentially go up and get up 20 to 7 and then 20 to 10 I believe going into halftime they end up losing 27 to 20 uh, which marks the third time this season that the Raiders have given up a 17 plus point lead and previously we have only done that five times in the history of our franchise. So shout out Josh Dubow for dropping that tidbit that every single Raiders podcast, uh, Raiders fan on Twitter, and anybody else is uh, all using, you know, was using this whole week as kind of a uh, holy crap, the Raiders are bad kind of stat. That being said, if you saw any of the press conference stuff and whatnot, um, I think Devontae Adams kind of uh, encompassed it the best uh, when he said the first half, what they were doing, it was working for the most part. Second half, they tried to do something different and it didn't work and they shouldn't be doing that, basically. You could say he's calling out the coaches, you could say what you want, uh, calling out the play calling, whatever it was, but he was absolutely right in that regard. So yeah, I, I I don't have a whole lot to say, unfortunately, because it's just... We're at this point, I mean, it was the loser-leave-town game, you know? And unfortunately, we were the losers, so it took us to 2-6. and six. We are now at 2-6, and six, officially with, I believe, the number two pick in the draft at the moment. Uh, and things aren't looking great, right? I mean, you can always have hope. It's one of those times where, you know, amongst all the rubble, we have to try to figure out where there is hope we can find. And that's a hard thing to do, is finding your happiness somewhere within this season. So um, it's going to be a uphill climb. And I think at this point you have to ask yourself, do you even want that uphill climb? Do you want to just accept the fact that we are bad? Go in. I'm not going to say tank the season, but you know, not be too upset uh, when we lose games because of the draft pick that we're going at. I'm always upset when we lose games. So that's not going to be something that's possible for me, regardless of like how bad we've ever been. I mean, when Cars first year in the season, they went 0-10 every single time I was pissed off and mad that they were losing games. And it was probably one of the more times where it's like absolutely expected for them to be losing games. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of questions, a lot of things to 
answer, which is what you do with questions. You answer questions. So those would go hand in hand, but there's, there's a lot that's got to be answered on, on the, are we going to keep going with Carr from here? I wholeheartedly, honestly, uh, see him still being the quarterback next year. I do hope we draft somebody. I really do. I hope we draft someone that will take over for him or eventually take over for him. Uh, be that person that's going to put pressure on him because he's never had any pressure as you know someone being there behind him um, he's always been the guy and has never had anyone there that was either like a young guy coming in that was going to you know compete with him or anything like that he's just always had the comfortability of being QB1 regardless of what has happened uh, regardless of how seasons pan out good or bad uh, no matter what criticism comes it's just always been his job and not even his job to lose because there was never you know, someone there worth losing his job to. So I think at some point you got to bring someone in. You got to draft someone. Hell of a quarterback class this year. So I do hope we go that route with at least bringing someone in. On the flip side of that, uh, I do believe that whether you like it or not, Josh McDaniels, uh, Dave Ziegler, they're here to stay. They're not going anywhere. People are calling for their heads, continue to call for their heads. Everybody's heads on the chopping block when when it's two and six and um, Raider nation is your fan base. But I don't think Josh McDaniels would have left uh, new England and that situation that he was in essentially a career position that he could stay in for as long as Bill Belichick was head coach of the team. I don't think he would leave that type of position without having security of of saying like, Hey, I I need to be guaranteed that I'm going to have the length of my contract or, you know, a couple years, few years, three, four years to be able to do this thing right, no matter what happens, no matter how bad we are from expectations and expectations are high, no matter what happens, how things pan out. I'm sure he went into this saying like, I'm not doing this unless I'm guaranteed that you're going to be by my side for the three or four years so that if things are bad, we have the ability to rebuild. And you know, Andy's mentioned it before, you know, they are coming in here. None of these guys are really their guys. You know, they didn't have much draft picks, you know, so they got some guys, you know, brought some guys in free agency, but this isn't their team. They're coming in, um, you know, with, you know, and, and granted with a lot of great players on the team and whatnot, but once they get a ch- when they get a chance to kind of bring specific guys in for what they're doing, that's going to be kind of the real gauge on like, is this thing going to turn around? Are they actually going to be able to build this team and I don't want to say that like now we're in a rebuild it may be something that is imminent and maybe something that is you know I'm I'm just pushing off from reality but uh, I'd like to call it a retool as opposed to a rebuild even though that may not be quite where it's at so all in all I think we're just in a very frustrating position obviously because I want to see them win I want to see them do good they are pretty far back to really make any push at this point Really, unless they win out or, you know, they only lose a game, maybe two. Luckily, the AFC in general um, hasn't been quite as strong as it has in the past years. The The NFC seems to be the stronger side of the two this year. But granted, still a lot of good teams out there. So I, mean, I could go on for forever um, just venting and getting my thoughts off. And, uh, you know, I don't. I, I do prefer having Andy here to kind of bounce things off of it and get his side of things. But nonetheless, we are here and we do have another week to get into. And I decided that since Andy is not here, 
I, Micah McDonald, will be representing the RTP podcast with this week's betting lines, okay? Before we do get into that, I am going to let y'all know who this episode is brought to you and to us and to week 10 by. Imagine your kicker is lining up for an onside kick. The chance of regaining possessions are slim. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Your pulse is racing. He kicks and you watch as the ball lands. Now you can make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. We're going to get into some betting, right? I'm going to get into telling you guys some of the games I like. We're going to get this parlay, this lock of the week, the underdog of the week, and as Andy introduced, loser leaves town. And if you want to make things even sweeter with these bets, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game, only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so as I mentioned, let's get into these bets, all right? All these are going to be coming from our friends over at DraftKings um, and their their betting lines. Um, So we're going to start off with the RTP parlay, okay? Three games. Um, they're all going to just be straight up winners. All right. You're going to do a three game parlay. It's just going to be straight money line. This team over that team. We are going to start with the Seattle Seahawks over the Buccaneers. We got our early game, an overseas game. Uh, the Seahawks are actually underdogs at plus two and a half. Uh, I think this is really just because Tom Brady's on the other side of things. And no matter where Tom Brady's at, he's going to have the edge over most teams. So. First one got the Seahawks over the Bucks. Next, we got Miami over the Browns. The Browns are bad. Miami's good. That's all you need to know. Um, and then the last one for the parlay, Titans over the Broncos. The Titans have been good. They've also been bad. Denver, absolute frauds. We've talked about this. That's just how it is. You can't bet on the frauds, right? So, RTP parlay. Seahawks over Bucks. Miami over Browns. Titans over Denver. All right, so now we will go into the lock of the week. And I don't want to let my biasness show, but lock of the week, Raiders over Colts. No chance the Raiders lose against this Colts team. That's exactly why they're probably going to lose is because I just jinxed them, but I didn't jinx them because they're going to win. This Colts team is even worse than the Raiders are. They just lost their head coach, their offensive coordinator. They've got a second-year quarterback starting. They've got Jeff Saturday, who was sitting on his couch talking on ESPN coming in as interim head coach. They couldn't even elevate anybody from their own squad. They're like, Jeff Saturday was good for us for a long time. Uh, Him and Peyton Manning are friends. We should bring him in for head coach uh, as an interim. So with all that being said, Raiders over Colts, lock it in. Can't lose, lock of the week. Now, my underdog of the week, this is where we are going to take some points, okay? And that's going to be Washington to cover versus the Eagles at plus 11, right? And I get what you're saying. It's Washington, and the Eagles are just absolute running through everybody right now. 
Um, this is your classic, like, they're all professionals uh, type disrespect game uh, with the cover. We saw, I believe last year we saw, or the year before, we saw the Chiefs at like plus 14 over the Jets. Uh, and, and all the talk was like, well, the Jets have professional football players too, right? Chiefs are the Chiefs, Jets are the Jets, but they're all professionals. This is your, they're all professionals game of the year. Um, and I think Washington does enough to cover, not by much, but they're, I think they're going to cover. The Eagles absolutely obviously could blow them out by um, two scores, but this is a two-score uh, spread uh, right now, and I just think that's too much points, too much points to not take the points with Washington cover at plus 11. And then to wrap it all up, you got your loser leaves town game, and this right here is going to be the Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams come in at minus 1.5 favorites, uh, which basically just is home field advantage. Um, both teams are bad. Both teams in the NFC West, you know, the, the Cardinals very underperforming. The Rams, man, that offensive line, not great. Um, they haven't been playing up to par. And uh, both are kind of, you know, right in that bottom tier of that, that division. Um, and, you know, whoever loses this game, game blouses to you, you know. It's tough. Going to be tough coming back from that. So this is the ultimate loser, loser leaves town game. Loser leaves the southern United States as L.A. and Arizona very close to each other. So just to recap on it all, parlay, Seahawks over Bucks, Miami over Browns, Titans over Denver, take it to the bank. Absolute lock of the week, Raiders over Colts. And I'll tell you why in a minute when I re- uh, preview this game. And then the underdog, Washington covering, taking points, not taking them to beat them. We're taking them to cover against the Eagles at plus 11. Too many points to not take the points. Remember that. And then your last loser leaves town game, Arizona versus the Rams. I do think the Rams will win, but this is the ultimate, you know, loser leaves the NFC West game. So there you have it. Um, If we could legally take it to the bank, we cannot do that because California did not pass uh, prop, I think 26 and 27, which would have allowed uh, sports gambling uh, on reservations, I think is what 26 was. And then uh, online gambling in California was what 27 was. Both of them got shot down. We can't do that still. So, of course, we're not doing these. But for you guys who are in legal states who can do it, this one's for you. So now we can get into this game preview. You know, it's a little hard, right? Because we normally, more structured than Andy's here, he'll take one side, I'll take the other. This, as this whole podcast has been, is just going to be me ranting and raving and going on and on about my thoughts about things. But I think, as I mentioned in the betting segment, the Raiders can't lose this game. I mean, it, metaphorically and physically. I mean, it's if they lose this, I'm, I'm going to be wholeheartedly on the, like, I think we're trying to tank train because... As bad as the Raiders are reeling right now, the Colts are reeling even more. Um, they are in even worse position. They have been absolutely terrible. They've resulted to giving the reins of the offense to Sam Ellinger, the second-year player. This will be his second start this year. Uh, and he has, I believe, 304 yards, uh, zero touchdowns, one interception. So... Their offensive line has been absolutely atrocious, absolutely terrible this year. Um, They lead the league in sacks given up at 35. Their passing offense also uh, has thrown more interceptions than they have touchdowns at uh, 9 to 10. And they've just been absolutely, 
you know, so below where everyone was expecting. You know, they've always had a great defense. They thought, we're kind of just a good quarterback away. Bring in Matt Ryan, who's always been pretty good. Uh, Not great, except for 2016. So a lot of people thought that was going to fix it. Did not fix anything. So they fired their head coach. They fired their offensive coordinator. Um, This team is bad, except for on defense. And who do we got across from us on defense but former defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. On the offensive side for us, really, uh, against their defense, the biggest thing is going to be how well our offensive line can protect Carr. Uh, we've done good in the run game. I think we, we should be able to get Josh Jacobs going. I think if they're going to have any success, they're going to have to be able to keep Carr protected in the passing game. A couple things I forgot to mention. Darren Waller went to IR. Hunter Renfro went to IR. Waller's probably long overdue. He should have been there four weeks ago and would have been done with it by now. Renfro, he just got hurt again on uh, the Jaguars game. And then Blake Martinez retires. So there's a lot going on this year that isn't great. It's a lot of signs that aren't pointing uh, to positivity. But nonetheless, we're going to basically have Mac Hollins, Devontae Foster Moreau uh, starting at tight end, um, and then probably DJ Turner or someone like that filling in that slot position. But we got to be able to have time. So we're going to have to try to get the running game going. And then it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be all hands on deck. But I think we're going to see just a heavy dose of Devontae Adams. You know, maybe see some big shots to Mac Hollins and then Foster Moreau underneath. They're probably just going to try to feed them. So the weapons are limited, but if they can give Carr time. He can make stuff happen. He can make he can make all the throws. Um, he's been very bad at doing that this year. So, you know, I say that on the heels of one of his for his worst completion percentage uh, type seasons that he's had. But nonetheless, then give him time. He can make passes. These guys can get open. Hopefully, the defense aside for the Colts, um, you know, their front seven is their biggest strength. Uh, so I think we have places where we can expose their their defensive backs hopefully just whether we can have time to throw the ball and that's really what it's going to come down to on the flip side of things on the defense I mean you're talking about things being controlled in the trenches that's very common for just about every football game success is you know won and lost in the trenches it's a historical saying for a reason Um, as a guy who used to be part of that trenches I believe it even more makes me feel important but nonetheless our defensive line, uh, mainly the edge rushers uh, with Chandler Jones, Crosby, it's going to be big on them to just continue to pressure Ellinger. He has he got sacked nine times last game. Nine times. Barely ever had a chance to get the ball out of his hands. Uh, as an inexperienced guy back there, getting hit as much as he has in the two games that he's started, we just keep hitting him. Got to keep hitting him, right? He's. I think he's going to be very timid back there kind of going to be ready to ready to scramble ready to try to get out of there and I think this is a big big opportunity where Chandler Jones can finally have that coming out game I feel like we say it I feel like we said it multiple times throughout this stretch of like our quote-unquote easier part of our schedule but with how bad this offensive line is we may be may be able to see you know that game from Chandler Jones that we've been wanting to see this whole time very long overdue you know, we hope we see it at some point. And I think if we're going to see it, it's going to be this game. Crosby's going to draw a lot of the double teams, as he always does. And hopefully Chandler Jones is going to have a chance to be one-on-one and, you know, getting in the backfield to try and pressure this inexperienced, timid quarterback that's already been hit a whole lot since he's been in. So we got to 
revenge game, really a double revenge game, right? Uh, Rocky Sin on our end, uh, Yannick Ngakwe on the other end. They both were involved in a trade that involved each other uh, in in the uh, offseason. So double revenge game. I think Rocky Sin could have a big game this week. He knows these guys uh, on top of having a um, a young quarterback again. It's it, A lot of it comes down to Sam Ellinger back there. I know that Jonathan Taylor is questionable. Um, I haven't checked uh, as of this morning where he's at. Um, whether he's going to be possibly playing or not, but that is even uh, more of a reason for them to kind of have some worry because it's like you got Jonathan Taylor, just feed him the ball. We were actually able to do very well at shutting him down last year when we needed a big win against them and got it. But nonetheless, I think that it'll go a long way if Max and Chandler Jones are able to get to him quick. Um, It'll keep us from having to try to cover people for a long time on the back end of things because – Stop me if you've heard this before. We are not that good at doing that. So um, I think we might be able to see just kind of a bounce back game this week from the defense. If we can put 60 minutes together through the whole game, uh, I think this could be a, definitely a big time confidence booster, you know, and a, a pretty typical get right game. You know, I don't know if, if the Raiders are too far off from getting right, but if there was any get right game this year. It's against this Colts team that is just in shambles at the moment. So that's it. That's the tweet. My prediction for this game um, on the good end of things. I'm going to give you my double prediction again. On the good end of things, I think we go out there. I think we put up points like we can. I think our defense has a great game, um, limits them. You know, our defense isn't great. I think they're going to give up some points, but I'm going to say the Raiders are going to go out here and they're going to win 28 to 15. Weird number, I know, but um, I think there's a chance where maybe they only get five field goals in this game. Don't end up getting in the end zone, which would be wild. But 28-14 or 28-15, Raiders get the dub. Yeah, and hopefully we – Marley will forever drink the loudest water you've ever heard a dog drink for no reason. And it always has to be when either I'm recording the podcast or my wife is on a work call uh, in a very important time. So love you, Marley, but – drink water quietly let's go out here let's get a w let's get this win let's feel better about ourselves it's hard to feel good about the raiders right now i don't even know how much of a win will make us feel even better but i'll feel better seeing them win i'm hoping we can get a bounce back game get a game that'll give our team a little bit more confidence and like yeah we can do this shit against bad teams which kind of expect them to do it but you also got to go out and do it so hope you guys enjoy the podcast As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Go check out Raider Take Podcast YouTube. It's a long journey ahead. We got a lot of football left to play, but, you know, it doesn't feel great at the moment. So just hang in there. Stand up. Sit down. Throw up if you need to. I don't know. Whatever whatever it takes to, you know, get you feeling better about things. But let's go out here. Let's get this W. Let's put this Colts team to, to bed. Uh, Jeff Saturday last week said the Raiders look terrible. He tweeted it out. Let's go show him he's wrong. Um, And yeah, hope y'all have a great weekend. Great Veterans Day. Stay safe out there if you're doing things for the three-day weekend. And uh, we'll talk to y'all next week.